It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bears fans? Happy Friday. We are celebrating, and we are also giving some apologies from everyone at DraftKings, our presenting sponsor, our leader, our absolute positive. Just, we would go down any street for you, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. DraftKings would like to apologize to anybody last night who bet on the Chicago Bulls. Oh, come and, on. And, and, <sighs> And, and I was like, and, "Where's he going with this?" Yeah, I mean, well, I, I, I got, I literally, corporate DraftKings reached out to me. I was like, "Listen, for any of the Bulls people who just thought that they would beat the Hornets and just knew that that was absolutely in the bank, well, and then they lost by a hundred points, we apologize." So that was very nice of them. Uh, man, that was a that was a game that hell, I bet man? on. I, I know what the hell is right. I, I bet on that game. I went to Twitter, let out my frustration as, as I usually do when I watch Bulls games. Uh, they just need to blow everything up, Mark. I, I, I'm done with it. That core's not doing anything. It's not going anywhere. You can't lose to the Hornets. You're up by, just not good. Not yeah, good. no, not good at all. Hello to everybody jumping in here, Mike and Gary and Crystal, and a happy Friday as you see the show is uh, yours truly and Nick today. What's up, Mubs? Uh, and of course, uh, Lawrence leading us to victory. There's a ton to do, and one thing that we didn't get to yesterday, which we're going to lead with today which you may have heard this audio uh, by now, or maybe you haven't. Uh, But let me ask you a question, Nick. Do you think that a guy by the name of Warren Sapp knows what he's talking about in general? It depends. It depends, Mark. Um, But I think after our listeners, viewers listen to this clip, we might have a little debate about it. Defensive line play, yes. Quarterback mm-hmm. rumors, no, is kind of what you're saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> That's exactly what you're saying. All right. So, full disclosure, Dan Levy, whose voice you're going to hear first here, is a friend of mine. Dan was at my wedding. Dan, I worked with in the business for many years, as many people in Chicago have. Dan's a good dude. Dan's not a football expert. Dan called me up and was like, hey, I'm interviewing Warren Sapp. Or he texted me, hey, I'm interviewing Warren Sapp. Uh, What should I ask him? And I literally, I think it might have been even in the middle of our show where we were doing something. So I just, in in two seconds, I just texted back, is Justin Fields good? Just ask that. And I was mostly kidding. Like, that wouldn't be your question. But that was his question. As you're about to hear, and and this was the response from the great Warren Sapp. The question is this. We got a a quarterback named Justin Fields. How good is he? You know what? How good is the preparation, the the, the practicing, and the people you're going to put around him? Because what I'm hearing out of Chicago is they're finna package him up, trade him for some other pieces, and then go with the Bryce kid from Alabama. Wow, I did not know that. That's a good. That's a good little insight right there. You, oh, yo, I'm I'm in Florida and I hear this and you haven't. They haven't really told us anything. Don't trust me, there's a bunch of there's a there's, there's smoke everywhere talking about them trading Justin Fields and going after Bryce. Wow, all we've really been hearing is that they need to give him a lot of lot of weapons. So nobody's ever said the trade deal, but I wouldn't be surprised. Weapons and you only have one pick. What do you do? 
You trade away that one thing you have for a couple weapons, and then you get a much more capable throw of the ball. Wow. That is a good that's that's good to hear. I that actually makes me happy. It means that the Bears are uh, no, no, no. are trying no, no, no. things. I just want I just I just put it out there. It, 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 it might be a big fire brewing and you didn't see it coming, but Warren Sapp told you first. <laughs> so for those who don't know the brilliance of Lawrence Bendetto, uh, you know, when things just don't add up, you get so upset, which is I think partly at least, and I should have drove this harder, but like partly why we didn't play this yesterday because we were like, this is just total bullshit. We're not playing this stuff, but we're playing it today. You don't buy it, Lara, Lawrence slash Nick? No one, no one buys it? I mean, just shut up, Warren Sapp. Like, honestly. <laughs> What are you talking about? That's why. I mean, that's why when I I built the graphic, I put that picture of him looking. It was perfect. It was a yeah. great picture. It was. It was yeah. On, it's on the Brett it's Boone like, podcast, by the way. This is a legitimate yeah. outlet. Brett Go ahead, Boone. Dude. Brett Boone, the baseball player. Brett Boone. Yeah, had had the huge season, 140 RBIs with the Seattle Mariners. That dude. He's he's got a lot of contacts, and apparently Warren Sapp is one of them. Nick, thoughts. He's a contact, but he's not the next Adam Schefter there, Mark, about breaking news of, you know, what the Bears want to do. And obviously you need to surround Justin Fields with weapons. And I'm just not buying it, Mark. He, you know, he's hearing that stuff in Florida. And we're not, you know, obviously we're in, we're in the Chicagoland area not hearing any of this stuff. But more so, I think what we're expecting is that Justin Fields is the guy for the Bears. And I have a feeling, Mark, this is only the beginning. Right. We're only on January. It's only January 27th. How many, you know, former NFL players are we going to hear talk about what the Bears could possibly do with Just Fields trading him away and trying to go get one of these quarterbacks? But it's only the beginning, baby. So we might as well get used to it while we can. Well, and don't be sensitive about it, Bears fans. I can't mm-hmm. tell you what to do. I can't tell you how to tweet. I can't tell you how to internet. I can't tell you how to be a fan. I never want to do your thing. But I'm still doing that. It's a straight hypocrisy, right? I don't, don't get nervous. Don't get all bent out of shape because people are throwing out trade rumors on Justin Fields, which you can find all over the internet these days if you want to search for it. He, it is interesting a couple of things he said. He looks at Bryce Young as a better thrower of the football. You want to quibble with that? Because I would. I mean, if we're looking at... I would have to go back to even like their college production because that's Justin Fields was throwing the ball too. He was, he didn't even do the running part that he's doing now with the bears, Mark. So even then, like I look, Bryce young is a guy that people are probably going to want to move up to go get, but we still got to see it at the NFL level. And Justin Fields hasn't had that success yet. He's still looking to have more consistency in the passing game. But before Justin Fields was running all over the NFL, he was passing from the pocket at Ohio State. I, I, I bury the lead, by the way. Slight left turn. I love that you're wearing your Hawkeye gear today. Two Hawkeyes on the show right now. Three? With Lawrence? Oh, three. I'm, what am I talking about? Three Hawkeyes on the show right now. Although Lawrence did not finish his career at Iowa. He just, you know. Yeah, yeah. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. But it counts. Hey. And the mo- you had the most fun in your college career in Iowa City, right? I mean, I don't know how much fun you had, but I enjoyed my time there. I, learned, I learned a lot more socially than academically yeah well Perfect. i uh i had to have my uh, friend from the university of hartford where i went to my first year because i couldn't get into iowa i had to have him take a test for me uh, the <laughs> midterm in chemistry to to somehow survive my first year with a 1.93 uh, you i think nice. you needed a i think you needed a 1.8 to, to remain i was on the verge of getting kicked out so it just Fortunately for me, did not happen. Then I just really stepped it up, and I and I finished with a strong two three seven. Damn it, University of Iowa. We just C's for degrees. Yes, C's for degrees. Exactly right. Exactly. Would do it. Would do it differently for all you youngsters out there. If I could go back again, but that was my mindset at the time. And anyway, let's move forward. I I just think it's interesting the Bryce Young part of this. Couple things you just said, Nick. Number one. Look, he's not Peyton Manning coming out. He is not a consensus number one overall pick is what I'm trying to point out. So how much value can the Bears get for the pick versus they're not going to do this. I'd be stunned, but Ryan Poles also didn't completely close the door to it, saying he'd have to be blown Mm -hmm. away. You know, how much more could they get if they were willing to trade fields? 
plus you get the two years of control back. If you went with a rookie quarterback, if your evaluation went that way, then you really liked Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or whoever. Uh, and so, you know, the conversation continues. I would bet a large amount of money if I had that to uh, that he's not that he's not going anywhere. Uh, but it is interesting. It's like, a, you know, a quote, better thrower of the football. No. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it like that. I, if you want to say something like that, I would say a a, a, a more. Um, I even don't like what I'm about to say now, but a more developed pocket passer, perhaps like something like that. You could you could say maybe probably not, but maybe. Yeah, and I wonder how Bryce Young would have done in Justin Fields' situation with the offensive line, the wide receivers, and, you know, maybe it's similar results. Um, but, look, there are benefits, and, like, there are benefits of having a rookie quarterback and what you're able to do with your roster in terms of just getting bigger free agents and having that that luxury of having that, that rookie contract. And, obviously, Justin Fields is still on that, but eventually, you know, after this year three, you, you can negotiate and offer an extension, but – Having a rookie quarterback does pr- provide a lot more flexibility, and that should be the start of it. So that's obviously the, the benefits of it. But look, I don't think the Bears are going to draft Bryce Young. They're going to trade down this pick and get assets, I believe, to help Justin Fields become the quarterback. And the passer that I think a lot of fans in our chat, a lot of people that watch CHGO believe he can be. Walter, I 1,000% agree with you. And if it if he was coming up, by the way, the pick would have a lot more value for the Bears, I would think. Although uh, that's for the podcast listeners, let's read that. Out oh, I'm sorry. Th- thank you. Thank you very much, Law. I continue to. Walter do that. says so, that Justin would be the number one pick in this draft, and it's not close. Yeah, a lot of good chats coming through here, and 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 when we're focused on the Walter part because I think Walter just hit the nail on the head. He, he Justin Fields absolutely would be the number one pick in this draft, and it is not close. Uh, however. He's not in this draft. So I, I yeah, he just, he just offers yeah. more in terms of like the ability to escape from the pocket that you don't see from CJ Stroud. He's a, obviously a way bigger prospect than Bryce Young. That's going to be the biggest thing with him, Mark. If someone's moving up to go get Bryce Young, who's maybe going to come in at 5'10, 180, 190, like that's small for, for your franchise quarterback. And yep. the game has changed. You can keep him safe, things like that. But it is, it, that's not Justin Fields. Just feels the biggest dude, one of the bigger quarterbacks, obviously very physical, and it has a lively arm. So it is different, and I think he would be the number one overall pick or the best quarterback, at least, in this draft. Right, and to that point, I mean, one of my favorite moments of the season was when Fields got to the goal line and just trucked whoever the hell that was named, forgetting me right now. Do you remember? Deshaun Elliott. Deshaun, thank you, Lawrence. Thank you. That was a, I'm here I for mean, you on a Friday. I'm, I mean, how many quarterbacks in – NFL history literally could truck you to that level. I mean, Josh Allen could do it now. Russell. Not many. Not many. Not many. He, that was, that was awesome. And I remember I talked to Chase Allen uh, about that play. He's like, you know, Justin was the hammer on that. You don't see that from a quarterback. So he got amped up. And like, like you said, Mark, you don't see that a lot from your, your franchise quarterback. And when he does that, it resonates in the locker room. I want to throw another quarterback name at you, Nick, because you're going down to the Senior Bowl in in Mobile next week, and we're going to have uh, a ton of coverage for it. Our show time is actually going to change next week. Uh, I believe Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The show is going to be at 6 o'clock. I assume that's not a secret we should be telling people because that's what we're doing. Um, But, you know, one name that you're going to get to see down there who is a two-time national champion is Stetson Bennett. 29 and three. Now he did not throw for the 12,000 yards that my guy Brock Purdy did, but he threw for 8,400. All right. Which is, which is not exactly terrible. Uh, his touchdown interception rate is, is, is excellent. 29 and seven as, as a junior, 27 and seven, 27 to seven as a senior, 66 touchdowns to 21 interceptions for his career. He's considered a day two pick. I, what do you, what do you think of him right now, Nick? I assume you're going to be paying attention to this guy down there. It's one of the more interesting names that's going to be playing. A lot of people don't think he should be playing. 
I'm looking for a backup quarterback who's got some upside, who could be a dynamic, who if if Justin Fields does get hurt the and the Bears stock their roster, we can have somebody that can step in and and continue to move them forward and or at least be interesting to watch other than like, oh, season's over. I'm watching Trevor Simeon. I don't care. For me, Mark, I, look, Stenson Ben's going to be somebody that I think is going to have so much success at the Senior Bowl. He's a natural leader. He's good from the pocket. And this is not going to be a, a complex offense that they're going to be running there at the Senior Bowl. It's going to be more so things that you can get accustomed to these players within, what, three or four days of practice and then go run it. Mac Jones had a lot of success in the Senior Bowl last year, and I think Stenson Bennett's on that trajectory. Again, if he's a day-two pick, I think it's a little too rich for the Bears to go out and, you know, draft a quarterback there just because obviously they have so many needs and quarterback, I would say, isn't one of them. But I do we go back to the conversation we had earlier in the week. It's the Bears should be drafting quarterbacks, developmental quarterbacks. It's not a bad thing to do. If anything, it's a benefit because you see what the 49ers situation is. But for me. I don't think he's going to be on the Bears' radar if he is, in fact, a day two pick. Maybe this, the physical limitations will push him down a little bit. Then it can get interesting on day three where you're in that fourth through seventh round. But he's going to succeed out there. I know he is, and it's going to be fun to see him elevate some of the wide receivers that I think the Bears will also be looking at while they're at the Senior Bowl. Reasons why he could slip. He's 5'11". He's 190 pounds. He's 25 years old. Law took a shot at him in the pregame show saying, why would we draft a 30-year-old quarterback? He's Valus Jones part two at 25. To the comments uh, that, are, that are coming in on the screen for you listening in the, in the audio world, how many senior bowls has Stetson Bennett played in? Listen, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care that he's 25. I don't care that he's 25. I, I, and I, to be honest, I'm not sure he can play. Are you drinking beer? Do you got a Goose Island over there? I do. I'm waiting for that adder. I had to get it right, you know. The uh, we'll, we'll quickly show the no plans here, but we're, we're gonna you're gonna hear all about Goose Island. There you go. I mean, I, I go ahead and tell everybody about Goose Island right now. If we if we're just 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 coordinate the show, Nick, because you know you're, you're you're pulling up a nice beverage. It's Friday. I didn't know this was a drinking show, and that's a sweet Bears glass that you've got your Goose Island in. Maybe Stetson Bennett can have a beer at Goose Island when he gets to Chicago as a Day three, all of a sudden slips to the fifth round, and the Bears are like, you know what? We're riding. We're gonna. We're pulling up the Stetson, baby. SB Super Bowl Stetson Bennett. Damn it, let's go. We need to back up QB. I'm in. Let's go. He's definitely old enough to drink there, Mark. And I gotta tell you all about Goose Island. CHO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer since 1988. So many great options like the Blackhawks Pale Ale, Bull City 312. Beer Hug IPA Series. And I just showed you if you're watching the No Plans by Goose Island. This one we saw when we were at the brewery. Had to go check it out. And also, if you go to Binnie's, apparently you can get a bag of chips for a penny when you buy the, the No Plans IPA there. So there's a lot of great benefits to Goose Island there. And Goose Island's two local uh, locations are open and ready to welcome you. Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton. Or get a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brew House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations, Goose Island Beer Company. Me and you, buddy. Smash burger, couple of couple of couple of beverages after one of the shows in studio when you get back from Alabama to celebrate. Actually, yes. after we get back from the then Super Bowl. Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> you got, you got, you got, Nick, you got a good life going on over there, buddy. Congratulations. I'm very, very, very proud of you. I'm also proud, Lawrence, you like this transition to the, of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, which is committed to helping families, families, individuals, and businesses in the communities they serve using the best in energy and lowering your energy bills now and into the future. ComEd with a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades. There is a lot they can do to make you have more money in your pocket and also make the world more efficient at the same time. Visit comed.com slash powering biz now to start saving money and energy uh, to start a project. You can also contact them at 855-433-2700, 855-433-2700. Or for more information through the email method, you go business, e, e at comed.com or public sector e 
E. At comment.com. Hells yes. All right. I really like how the show's going so far. So, uh, NFL news yesterday. A lot of coaching uh, shedingles, if you will. But the biggest one I think that's interesting to the Bears is that Nathaniel Hackett has found employment again, fired by the Broncos in the nightmare, that whatever the hell that was. And he's now the offensive coordinator of the Jets. The Jets are willing to give up multiple first-round picks, according to Peter King, to get a veteran quarterback. We all know that Nathaniel Hackett was with the Packers from 2019 to 2021. If you forgot, I'm telling you right now, there's a connection there. Maybe, it, maybe, 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 maybe we're going to do Jets, Green Bay, part two, Far slash Rodgers. What do you think, Nick? Two first-round picks for Rodgers at this point, Mark. It does seem a little hefty, but, like, didn't the Denver – shouldn't the New York Jets already have learned from the Denver Broncos? You need to get Aaron Rodgers first before you, you know, get the guys that he wants to be with because that, that didn't work out for the Denver Broncos. They ended up with Russell Wilson, didn't end up working out. But I feel like this is repeating all over again. And Brett Favre went to the New York Jets. They got a disgruntled Brett Favre. You're getting maybe a disgruntled – Aaron Rodgers, it's it's very similar in how these things are playing out. But do you do you want Aaron Rodgers out of the division, Mark? Or are you somebody that you want to see the Bears kind of make it to the top, beat Aaron Rodgers, and you know stake their claim at you know maybe the top of the NFC North? I know I talked to Kevin Kaduck, our head of content here at CHGO, about it. He's like, I kind of want to see Aaron Rodgers stay so the Bears can finally beat him. And like we've we've seen that. We tried that for many, many years. It hasn't really worked out. This one probably falls for me as a win-win, I would say. I'm in for the drama of him going to New York and being in the bright lights and trying to turn Garrett Wilson into Devontae Adams, which if I was Aaron Rodgers and I'm thinking about the Jets, Garrett Wilson would have me awful excited about throwing him the football, even as great as Christian Watson may be down the line. I think Garrett's a little bit – a little, little bigger fish in the, in, the, in the swimming pool, if you will. Uh, but ideally, he stays in Green Bay. The Bears kick his ass. And, <laughs> and, and you know, we, we sort of end Rodgers in Green Bay. And you, you may have owned us, just like the Detroit Pistons once owned the Chicago Bulls in three state playoffs. But then we swept your ass out of here. And we dunked on you, Aaron, up in Green, up in Lambeau, and down at Soldier Field. I'm down. What's up, Lo? I just threw a uh, poll on the YouTube for our YouTube watchers, and it says, "What do you want next for Aaron Rodgers? Stay with Green Bay so we can beat him, or go away?" So very early on, but it's a tight 50-50 split. Is that two votes? That's fourteen. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. What, where, where are you voting, Law? I want your vote. Um, you know, God, I'm sick of him. Honestly, though, it's not like he's going to go away. We're still going to hear from him every week. So just mm-hmm. stay in the division and let's beat his ass. How about that? There we go. Keep him around. Uh, and to your point, Nick, just because you got Nathaniel Hack, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. We, it's the same thing. Yeah, there was, I mean, there was a lot of smoke last year. He's going to be a Bronco. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a Bronco. Yeah, no, he's not going to be a Bronco. But... When you go through a season, you don't make the playoffs. You've got a $50 million contract coming at you. I don't want to get out too far over my skis here on what's possible, uh, you know, trading him with that with that number, how that all works. But there's a lot you know, of – just lot, Yeah, go ahead. I'll just add more fuel to the fire here for maybe Rodgers going to the New York Jets. Back in 2020, in November – Aaron Rodgers was asked about Nathaniel Hackett. He said, I love him. Hope he doesn't go anywhere. This one, he's still a part of the team, unless I do. So, I mean, this is a guy that Aaron Rodgers is big on the people that he's with. Part of our culture change and a part of uh, our success on offense. I love him. Hope he doesn't go anywhere, unless I do. What a creep. What a creep. Can I hear that one more time? Look at that smirk. But uh, Hack has been uh, a really important part of our culture change and a part of uh, our success on offense. I love him. Hope he doesn't go anywhere. Unless I do. (laughs) Chancellor Johnson.
Chancellor, would you like to follow up on that smirk? And unless I do, and I'm playing all the angles, God bless him on some level. All right, dude, congrats. You've got all the leverage. We all would like that in our lives. You know, I'd love, you know, I love working with Nick and I'd love to continue to work with Nick unless I, you know, go somewhere else and, you know, and then I'll just take Nick with me and, or, you know, we'll work it out. Uh, You're taking yeah. Nick away from us? What's happening? I, well, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I can just do whatever the hell I want. Oh, I see. You know, yeah. leverage. Full control. Full control. Yeah. He's big on being with, with friends. And if Nathaniel Hack is a guy that he really likes, maybe there's something there. But like I said, we've, we've seen it all before with uh, what just happened in Denver. Yeah. Uh, all right. Dan Quinn staying with the Cowboys. Frank Wright going back uh, where it all started out in Carolina. He was their first ever quarterback. Now he's their head coach. They – you know, it said Steve Wilkes, thank you, but no thank you as our interim. Any any reaction to the rest of the NFL news yesterday? Well, for, for Frank Reich, I'm just wondering, you know, how it's all going to play out with the quarterback situation there. Who's going to be their quarterback? He just came from a situation in Indianapolis where there was a revolving door of quarterbacks and eventually got him fired. And had he had some stability, he would probably still be there. So with Carolina – I wonder if that puts them in the sweepstakes of trying to move up to get one of these top guys because that's he knows exactly what life is like when you don't have good quarterback play. He has the Indianapolis Colts have a good roster. They don't have a stable, consistent quarterback that can help them win games. So for Frank, I wonder if that puts now the Carolina Panthers in a position where they might want to move heaven and earth, like you know, Chris Ballard was saying in Indianapolis to go get a quarterback. Which is why, if you're the Bears yesterday and the Frank Reich news drops, okay, that probably doesn't do anything to change my day, even my thought in the moment. However, when you go down the road and and think, okay, this dude is going to want a quarterback. We need as many teams wanting a quarterback as possible. Carolina's been there, but maybe they're there just a little bit stronger right now. I'm not afraid to, to fall down to nine. I'm not afraid to fall down further than nine. You have to trust Ryan Poles that he is able to get good players later in the draft. There, by all accounts, and we're going to be doing an incredible deep dive on all these guys uh, as we get closer and closer to the draft, and it's, it's already going on behind the scenes now. But I would like to think that there is some edge rusher that would excite Bears fans, that excites Ryan Poles, that if they do drop down to get multiple first-round picks – this year, the following years, that it's it's not just like they have to have Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or else this draft's going to – they won't get an impact player out of this draft. There's no way, stating the overly obvious, that five years from now when you look back at this draft, that those are going to be the only impact players in the first round. There's going to be a bunch, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully the Bears can identify who the hell that is. You know, maybe if you package a nice Carolina – let's say you do drop down to the uh, Carolina Panthers pick, and they're like, hey – We'll throw in Brian Burns, a guy that's been ultra productive at the defensive end position there. Uh, I think that would make Bears fans happy. I know that we rarely fixate on those two defenders, obviously, in Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, but there, there are options. DJ Moore is also a guy that I know a lot of Bears fans have talked about, you know, wanting the possibility of him. So things can happen uh, if, if that were to be the move. But like you said, Mark, there's going to be so many players that are not named Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, they're going to be impact players and the bears are going to wish maybe they drafted them sooner or higher, whatever it may be. But those are obviously the guys that, you know, seem like the sure thing, but there's going to be a lot of other players that can impact teams. Hit the like button. If you're confident the bears can get a good player drafting further down in the draft or vice versa, I guess. Just hit that like button. Just hit the like button period. But, but, uh, I am actually interested in the chat if, and we can talk about it. If people are like, there's just, I, I do not believe in Ryan polls at all. I want him to take a sure thing. I don't want him taking swings. I, I see Kyler Gordon and I like Kyler Gordon, but I think he sort of missed on Kyler Gordon and, or Jaquan Brisker. When I consider that, uh, you know, you, you could have, you could have drafted a wide receiver and, and, and you, and you might feel a whole lot better than, you know, what, what at least uh, Justin Fields feels right now as far as his, his offensive weapons around him. You know, I don't know. Um, there, I think that the, the, my point being is that the, there is 
worthy skepticism out there that polls can identify skill position players. He has yet to do it. I'm not saying that he can't. I'm just saying he hasn't done it yet. Small sample size too. And yeah, this is going to be a big, this is obviously a big opportunity for him. And if you're a GM or an up and coming GM, wouldn't this be the position you want to be in Mark? You have the number one overall pick. You have all this cap space and now you have all these options. And this is your time as an evaluator, as someone who obviously does a deep dive into all these prospects, has your team in place that now you need to go do your job and find the right guy. So if anything, I know this could be maybe a stressful time for a lot of, you know, NFL general managers, but also just a super exciting time. So we'll see how uh, um, Ryan Poles obviously handles it. And I know I tweeted out a couple of days ago when it was his one year anniversary since taking the job, how confident Bears fans feel about him, you know, after this first year. And overwhelmingly, people are still confident what he can accomplish, what he can do, given all the things, all the options, the flexibility, the cap space, the draft capital that he's going to have in 2023. I like to see Bears fans confident in the GM. That's nice. DeBears85 uh, with a $10 super chat. DeBears85, appreciate you. Cheers, guys. How many starters do the Bears need this offseason? Do the Bears need to become a wild card team realistically considering the money and picks we have and likely hit rate on picks? Hold on. Do the, uh, uh, do the Bears need to become a wild card team realistically considering the money and picks we have? And likely hit rate on picks. Okay. Um, well, you know I'll take a stab the, at this first, Mark. Real yeah, quick. Yeah. Well, the, I, the top the topic of the show today is uh, you know who was the best player on the team outside of Justin Fields. So this which, which leads into the starters. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and we we talked about a lot of the holes that are still on this Bears roster in yesterday's show, and how many starters they can realistically need. So how many stars exactly? Well, you can look at the right tackle. Let's go offense first. Right tackle position, you still need a number one. Uh, or if you're keeping David Montgomery, you're going to need another running back. You could definitely use another. Well, you have Cole Komet, but you can use another backup tight end. But there's at least at least three to four just on offense alone. Then we go to defense. You could use two new starting defensive ends if you really wanted to. Um, a three tech, a better three tech. We talked about that nickel, another, a will linebacker. So we're, we're about to get double digits here, but it's, it's, yeah. there's a lot that needs to be done. Let's do it this way. I think, I think you need two offensive linemen. I think you need two receivers. That's four. I think you need, you want to, I, I, I'm going to leave the running back room alone. So I think okay. uh, four, I think you four. need three, I think you need three defensive linemen, seven, I, th I think you need two linebackers, nine. Uh, and I'll leave the corner. Then a nickel back. corner? Or I'll you leave, have outside I'll, or nickel? So, so nine, 10, or 11, depending on your viewpoint. Half. Half <laughs> the team. That's what you need. Um, a lot. So the NFL is so weird. The whole can they make the playoffs next year? Where will they be? You know, I, I, I talked to a lot of. People who do this for a living, there's no way they're making the playoffs next year. You don't know that. You don't know that. There's 7,000 different factors that are going to go into it outside of the fact that the Bears were 1-7 last year in one-score games. Mm -hmm. And that roster sucked. So it the, the roster is going to be better to Bears 85. There's no doubt about it. Uh, could they be a wild-card team? By the way, uh, you know, more teams make the playoffs these days. You got uh, nine and eight teams in the playoffs. Can the Bears get to nine wins the next year? That's I mean, that's where I want to take this, Mark, too. Yeah. Because one can can the Bears be can the 2023 Bears be the 2022 Giants? And here's why I say this. They were four and thirteen in 2021, right? They get the new head coach with Dable, and you see the things Daniel Jones is doing. They went nine, seven, and one. Made it to the wild card, won their first round of the wild card, and then obviously got destroyed by by the Eagles. But when you look at that roster, there's there's not a lot of high value like stud players, right? Dexter Lawrence is the one name I keep thinking of out of Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones that you say is like that's a really good player. The Bears don't have that kind of guy, but can the Bears make that jump like a lot of teams do from being worst in their division? to, you know, going up the ladder either to first or being in the Giants situation. So if Bears fans, I'll ask you this too in the chat, 
if the Bears were to be the 2022 New York Giants, would you be happy about that? For them to win right. nine games and make the playoffs. Right. And so that's that's where I think you have to go just big picture, period. I don't give I could care less if they make the playoffs next year, outside of the fact that it would be very good, I would think, for CHGO if the Bears are in the playoffs next year. So that so we wouldn't we would love it. But what's more important is that they stay on as linear, and these things aren't linear, but they they stay on somewhat of a linear path to winning the Super Bowl. Getting in the playoffs as a 9-8 and team that's got a 3% chance of winning the bowl and doing that repeatedly sucks. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not – there's no real fun in it. And we talked about it earlier in the week that the last time the Bears had back-to-back winning seasons was 2005 and 2006 – which is nearly impossible to do, but yet the Bears have done it. So you want sustained success, bites at the apple, and whether they make the playoffs or not next year and how they spend their money this year, it's got to be – and it's the NFL's tricky. You, you're, the fields, you're going to have to pay them. You might pay them after next season. I hope they do mm-hmm. pay them after next yep. season. That would mean that things went well this year, and perhaps you get them at a little bit – of a discount than you would, um, you know, after year four. So you, there's just, you're, you're going to have to do your job at a very high level. If you're going to have sustained success, let alone any success. So yes, we're all starving for some success, but 28, 20, the first year of, of, or whatever, when Nagy went to the playoffs, Mm -hmm. 12 and four, you know what that, you know what that year was? Fun and then it sucked, and it, and it was a fluke as it turned out. It wasn't it wasn't even that fun because you knew that the quarterback wasn't good enough. And there was a lot of there was a lot of smoke at the time saying like you know there were some people that were believing in Mitch, believing in Mitch, and I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, guy's not good. He's 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 okay, and and it was obviously triply more painful what was going on in Houston and what was going on in Kansas City. Not not immediately because. You know, Mahomes had to wait to play. But and I, I retweeted a thing today like Patrick Mahomes was nasty in college. And I'm watching these highlights. Because I really haven't watched a ton of Mahomes in college. I'm watching them and it's like, how could you possibly do that? Not I know it's low-hanging fruit. And I know we've talked about it a million times, but he had one unbelievable throw back of the end zone, two two defenders right on the receiver. Yep. He hits a I'm like, I'm like. How do you watch that and not think, oh, my God, that guy's ridiculous? And plus, he looked – when you looked at him at Texas Tech, he looked bigger. Mm-hmm. Like this, yep. You know, truck of a dude out there. Mark, that that will always be one of my, I guess, greatest victories as a, as a writer, a blog early on. I remember we were just doing mock draft season, and everyone was high on Deshaun Watson, even Trubisky. And I'm like, final draft, number three overall. Let's just take Patrick Mahomes. And I remember putting in – this guy can be special. I got tore up all over social media and I'm like, hmm, that aged pretty well. So we're just listening to me. Dude, Ryan, I, Ryan I, I want you to retweet that right now. Do you have that? <laughs> was it, who did you write that for? That was for before the Chicago audible was a Chicago audible. Will and I were the bears brothers. So there's oh, yeah, the bears yeah, yeah. brothers podcast. So I can, uh, I can try to find that. I mean, I, I I think that's worth retweeting. Just a reminder: when you're listening to your guy Nick here over at CHGO, and you're and you're and you're looking for my draft expert, this was my expertise <laughs> in 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 2017. Uh, right? You deserve props on that, man. Seriously. Oh, here we go. I got it. Nice. I'm gonna put this somewhere. <laughs> yeah, put put that somewhere. The Bears eighty five with a five dollar follow up super chat. Thanks, guys. One year turnaround to wild card, awesome. But yes, Carm, let's get that Super Bowl. Yes, to Bears eighty five. I mean, hell's yes to you, the Bears eighty five. By the way, I don't want to be mean. And the cool one of the coolest things about Jared Payton is how much he wants to talk about his dad at mm. any point in time. Like if you're first meeting Jared and you and you grew up and you love Walter, he will talk to you about it all day. And Jared's just a great dude, period. But he was on the WGN Channel 9 News yesterday, and the tweet was making its way around Twitter of, of him singing the Super Bowl shuffle, and he's singing his dad's words. 
and he got the damn words wrong in the in in in, in his in his dad's in his dad's uh you know verse come on man <laughs> you can't get your dad's words wrong jp my guy the hell is that it happens it happens to the best of us if it happens to jp no. it can happen to all of us i mean you call me sweetness because I like to dance. Running the ball is like making romance. We had to go through training camp to give Chicago a Super Bowl champ. And we're not doing this because we're greedy. The Bears are doing it to feed the needy. We didn't come here looking for trouble. We just came here to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Might have been came down to the Super Bowl shuffle. There it is. Moriano, seven-round mock draft, 3.0. Round one, third overall, Patrick Mahomes. All right, you read. Why don't you read it? Because it's a little for us, for me over here. I am a little struggling. Although I think yeah. I let, let me uh, let me pull I, this I, up on on a different yeah. screen so that I, I can see it. there's. I got it. All right. Before you decide to close out of my mock draft, just give me a second to explain myself. <laughs> is take is is taking Mahomes with the number three overall pick a bit extreme? Yes, especially when you look at all the defensive talent in the draft. If the Bears are seriously considering drafting a quarterback within the first two rounds, then they have no choice but to draft one at number three. From what I've heard, and who knows if this even means anything, is that the Bears don't seem interested in Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) Got got that one wrong. Got Uh, that one wrong. Based off of that, I went with the guy who has the most upside and, and that kept leading me to Mahomes. He has that X factor when it comes to making the difficult throws look routine. The arm is incomparable to the rest of the quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah, he comes from a more spread offense at Texas Tech, but that doesn't mean he can't succeed in the NFL. Besides, I don't expect him to start this season. You got that right. Mike Glennon will be the starter. Well, he was for four games. And that will give <laughs> Mahomes an entire season to develop. I think Mahomes can be special. If this is the quarterback general manager Ryan Pace wants, and he needs to go after him. You nailed it, dude. Bravo. I mean, yes. Yeah, there, there's some grammatical errors that I definitely saw in ah. that, and there's you know some things working out. But yeah, like those highlights that I saw at Texas Tech that you were just referencing, Mark. It's like, man, how he's right. there's something to him. There's something right. to him. Right. So, so that's the thing. I don't think it takes a genius. I watched five seconds. I'm like. Oh. Guys, look! The guy's incredible. He just hit that dude who was barely open in the cor- in the short corner of the end zone with an incredible throw across his body. He just was on the move and fired one to the back of the end zone. Now he's running through everybody. Um, Doug Van Dorn on, in the chat here. You also have to recall that Mahomes was undrafted when it was underrated in that draft because a lot of the narrative around him was that as the son mm-hmm. of a famous ba- baseball player, he was in the wrong sport. I mean, that's just if that if that, I don't remember that, but if that's the case, that's just moronic. I think it was uh, a spread offense too was a big thing for him. It's like, oh, how will he translate into the NFL right. nowadays? Like he's putting up all these crazy numbers. Gotta look past that. Just gotta look past that. Can he play ball? Can he be an awesome quarterback and make throws that nobody else can? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, he can. Yeah, no, you dude, you should have been the Bears GM and not Ryan Pace. We would be in a we would be in <laughs> well, just think about it. The Chiefs are about to play in their fifth consecutive AFC championship game at home. They've got a Super Bowl. They would have had two if if their entire offensive line hadn't fallen apart. And they are the essence of a team that's built for sustained success. No doubt about it. And I was, there was a clip earlier on last night on social media about the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the Bucks, and some of the throws that Patrick Mahomes was making in that game that were dropped by his receivers. It's like, man, they had opportunities, but the other the other ten players on the field couldn't capitalize. When Patrick Mahomes is throwing horizontally, about to hit the ground, throws into the end zone and hits off one of his players' face masks. Like the dude is special, and I'm really looking forward to Sunday's game. Who do you like, Joe Burrow? Three and O versus Patrick Mahomes. They're changing the name. If they Mm -hmm. lose, uh, they might actually officially change the name from Arrowhead to Burrowhead. Um, (laughs) Just uh, shout out to Rich Eisen, who I was watching one of his clips, and he was underlining quarterbacks versus quarterbacks. Troy Aikman beat Steve Young his first three times. Guy by the name of Tom Brady beat Peyton Manning his first six times. Um, 
you know, Burrow's three and zero versus Mahomes. Seems it's 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 hard to believe, but shout out Joe Burrow. Dude knows how to play play big in the biggest games, and a lot of people like Cincinnati in this one. I don't know where you come out. Yeah, we we talked about it on yesterday's show, Mark. I'm I'm still rolling with Kansas City, and I know that you know, Patrick Mahomes is not at the best of health with his ankle and can't put a lot of weight and maybe be hobbling, but the dude could still throw. He's still a playmaker. And I know we had, we were, we wanted to talk about this. Was this the, was that the best move, right? For Andy Reid to throw him back out there after what you saw Chad Henney did with a 98 yard touchdown drive and they, they score, but what, what yeah, let's have, well, let's have that conversation right after you tell us all about DraftKings and absolutely. Uh, and and and, and little, I, I, we want to have a discussion with you about football intelligence. And Nick and I think are kind of on opposite sides, at least a little bit. But first, our friends at DraftKings. Yes, there's four NFL teams, Mark, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, counting down to Super Bowl 57. New customers can just bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer. You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. And for me, like I think this – this I'm looking at the 49ers-Eagles game, those two defenses. I'm taking the under at 46.5. I don't know if those defenses are going to allow too much scoring to be – had in that one. So I'm taking the under there. And if you watch the CHGO Bears show regularly, you know I'm not that good on bets. So take that for what you want. But I think it's going to be a little bit lower scoring. But first, what you got to do, you got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship to get 200 in free bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also, in addition to DraftKings, want to say hi and thank you to our friends at Game Time Tickets, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Uh, listen, I got two things for you. Number one, you want to sit courtside, you want to sit up top, you want to sit 50-yard line, you want to sit uh, back of the end zone because you just want to be in the building. Uh, you will not get a better price anywhere than game time tickets. The lowest price is guaranteed. It's created by the fans for the fans, which is why they're a perfect partner, by the way, for us at CHGO. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 50 million people who have downloaded the game time app, score the best seats to all your favorite events. I'm looking at, um, Northwestern Minnesota tickets because that's what everyone's is 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 hot for as uh, Lawrence is showing you the United Center and the Bulls coming up on Tuesday and and there now all of a sudden we got the, we got the cats pulled up as well look at that eight bucks uh, up top and I mean look at that look at that beautiful view for a little Big Ten basketball for the upstart Wildcats third in the Big Ten going for their sixth conference win tomorrow eleven a.m. Uh, so if you buy like say two tickets there and you need another two. Hit me up at, at the Carm on Twitter. No one's taking me up on this offer. I got two tickets, 11 a.m. tomorrow. Somehow I'll figure out a way to get them to you. Get a parking pass, too. Trying to support my my friends over there at Northwestern. Maybe you'll come on out for the Iowa game, Nick. Yeah, they were supposed to play earlier this season, but a little COVID kind of derailed that. I'm, so if they're in, I'm down. All right, there you go. I think they have a home at home with them. They play away at Iowa on Tuesday night. But all right, so uh, – let us discuss football intelligence. So last week, Kansas City, many people are picking them to win the Super Bowl. This is not a team that's just trying to scratch out uh, a playoff win. I get it, by the way. You know, playoffs are the playoffs. You lose, season's over. Uh, but the Chiefs were, you know, they're, they're at home. They're playing Jacksonville. Jaguars are feisty, but in my mind, the Chiefs are the better team. Patrick Mahomes has a high ankle sprain. They leave him out there. Franchise quarterback, you're paying him half a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. He's hobbling around. They decide, oh, 
Let's put in Chad Henney. He goes in. Looks pretty damn good. Go down the field. They score. Now, by the way, that's not even the point. But they were still, the offense was still functioning. Instead, they, they, you know, they send him in for x-rays. And then second half comes around and bang, let's get him back out there. And I think, you know, a lot of people are like, he's a playoff game. You got to play him. I'm like, you are playing with fire. Maybe he's not going to, first of all, he is going to make the ankle worse. It does. It's not going to help him in his recovery if he's playing on it. Second of all, he can't move as well. So he could hurt something else. Third of all, he's Patrick Mahomes. You know, if, if, if Carm's out there and I'm about to lose my career for it, well, okay, fine. Get somebody else to do the podcast, move along, done and done. You cannot do that when you have a guy that could go down as the all-time greatest quarterback in the history of the game. That is on the table for him. So I thought that Andy Reid and company made this an absolutely atrocious decision on so many levels last week. One, I thought they were going to still win the game. Two, you protect the player from himself. Three, you're you're also you need him to be as healthy as possible when you're playing Cincinnati this week and whoever you're going to play in the Super Bowl, bet on the Eagles. Uh, and and maybe that one's okay because you know we got a little bit of time there until the February the twelfth weekend. But I, I just thought Kansas City was just absolutely a prisoner of the moment and a prisoner of Mahomes' desire. And I thought they made a huge mistake and maybe it won't prove out to be that way, but regardless of what happens, I thought the chiefs were completely wrong. Well, Mark, here's the thing too. Obviously Chad Henney had that successful 98 touchdown drive and that was great to see. We just don't know if that would have been sustainable. If they would have actually came out of that game victorious and would have moved on to be in the conference championship game. Had he been just a quarterback and I know hobbling Mahomes was, you know, really stretching out to even do handoffs. But Mahomes, I still think, gave him the best chance to win. And here's the other thing, too. Championship windows are not supposed to be open for everybody. Maybe for a guy like Mahomes, they are. And he is on that big contract. He's not going anywhere. But 2018, obviously, he starts playing. He wins a Super Bowl in 2020, two years now. I mean, we're, we're still seeing when he's going he's gonna to be back, obviously. But I think the thing is, they know, the Kansas City Chiefs know that championship windows can't be taken lightly. Even with a guy like that, there's too many variables for the Chiefs to always come back and they're hosting their fifth straight, you know, AFC championship game. That's, or, or, yeah, championship game. But there's no guarantee that they're going to be there next year. Like the team needs to obviously be in a position to where he's going to, you know, elevate them and take them. And they did great things without Tyree Kill. But I think they just know what this moment means, and it's two more games, Mark. He has a whole offseason to rest that ankle and get ready for the 2023 season and be good to go. Hey, Nick, let me ask you a question. Let me give you let me give you some, some hypotheticals, not even hypotheticals. How about you just leave him out there? How about you take him out? And if the Jaguars take a touchdown lead, Patrick, rescue city, baby. We need you. They they didn't they didn't they weren't even willing to play that out, even into a tie game. Uh, before they had to put him back out there. And the other side, I'm trying to protect your window, dude. I'm trying to protect it for you. That's how I'm thinking. The, the window uh, this year is more open if he's if he's healthier this week. Now, he's at practice, and he's spinning around, and he's, you know, he looks like he's mostly, or at least he's somehow the, the miracle has happened. He's gotten healthy, but I don't know. Uh, Doug Van Dorn in the chat is saying, if Mahomes was playing behind the Bengals O-line, He'd have been forced out of the game with restricted mobility. He can only stand because he has a plus O line. There were still some scary moments, Doug, where he, it, it didn't look super comfortable at all. So even if, you know, even if you got a great offensive line, there's a lot of guys getting paid to kill you out there. And 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 when you're wounded like that, you know, they, they start foaming at the mouth a little, a little even further. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it looks this week. I'm super excited for Sunday. Um, and so, yes, I'm with you though. I've got the chiefs and I'm taking the Eagles. Do you have, to, I forget exactly. Did you stick with the Eagles or, or did you move off that? Yep. Uh, stick stuck with the Eagles and then also with the chiefs. And actually, uh, earlier today, I ran to Dominique Robinson and was just kind of talking with him at, at the gym. Like, Hey, who do you got in the Super Bowl today? And he's like, he went a little bit back and forth on the AFC game. He's like, I know how good Patrick Mahomes is, but that ankle and obviously him being a defensive player, what that can do for him. So he he did end up choosing the Bengals, 
And he obviously he also played the the Eagles earlier in the season and the 49ers. He's taken the Eagles and the Cincinnati Bengals to, to go into the Super Bowl. But yeah, I had to ask his perspective on what he thought was going to happen this upcoming weekend. Brock Purdy plays well and beats the Eagles here. My conversation, our conversation on Monday will be very interesting. Uh, <laughs> that'll just throw a little more gasoline on the fire. All right. So let's wrap up here with our topic of the show, which was who had the best year on the Bears outside of Justin Fields, who we gave the crown to yesterday. Best year on team outside QB1. Who are you going with, Nick? I'm going with Cole Komet here, uh, Mark. I think this is a guy that, uh oh, I don't know if I stole your pick here, but this is a guy that I think there's a lot of questions coming into the season for him. Could he actually be a productive tight end in the league? Could he actually score? Could he become a more effective blocker? And in this new offense with Luke Getze with a inconsistent passing game that we all know was the Bears in 2022, he had some really good stretches. And it was so good for him to see himself get into the end zone and be a productive tight end there. And hopefully can just grow in that area. But just what he was able to do, not only in the passing game, he was outside of – he was a leading receiver. You know, he was a leading receiver for this Bears. He's not saying much, but he led there, and he's also a pretty consistent blocker throughout the year. You don't go on and lead the NFL in rushing without having, you know, some guys that can block for you up front. Obviously, the offensive line can be a big part of that, but so is the tight ends when they're able to – or asked to do that. So I'm going with Cole Komet as the most consistent best player outside of Justin Fields in the 2022 season. It is a fine choice, and uh, I, I wouldn't quibble with it much. And listen, there's not much separation here. Uh, but I am going to shout out a guy at Law. Uh, actually, Law, you want to you pick one here before I uh, give my brilliant take here? No. No, no interest. Okay, there we go. Um, this dude, correct me when, I, when you have – just let me know when you got this one, Nick. This dude played in 12 football games. Did not finish out the season. This dude drew the ire of Bears fans last year, last couple of years. This dude led the team in tackles with 11 uh, in a game where they got absolutely smoked by the Dallas Cowboys. This dude had four interceptions. He had one the opening week. He had one against the Texans. He had one against the Giants. He had one against Dallas. He played 100% of the snaps in nine of the 12 games. So he was always out there. And I thought he was a rock star in the locker room. And you are absolutely right, Eric S. Not going to try your last name there. This dude is Eddie Jackson. I thought that Eddie Jackson mm -hmm. had a fantastic season. And I was one of the highlights of being in the locker room this year was getting to know Eddie a little bit. Very, is great dude, super fun, um, and he was consistent as hell, man. I thought he was a great leader too. So I, I, I think we got to. I think uh, you know. I'm hoping he comes back healthy, like we all are. But Bojack, indeed, Anthony Ortiz. He, he was he was very very solid for the Bears this year, and. Uh, Got some turnovers, mm -hmm. got some big praise from the Flus, and there he is right there on cue, Matt Eberflus in the chat. We love Bojack. <laughs> so, Appreciate you, Matt Eberflus, for tuning into the CSGO Bears podcast here. But it, it was, it's good to see. Yeah. Good to see for Bojack to be in, in this contention, to have the turnovers, to kind of – he had flashes of that, that 2018 Bojack. Not quite there yet, but it, it was nice to see him create those turnovers, have the instincts of the ball, and – you have that for the for Matty Rafflu's defense, Allen Williams' defense in year two. You're going to create more of those turnovers. He forced two fumbles. He had games of nine, eight, nine, and eight tackles. Games two through five in the season. Uh, he's got he's getting paid eleven million dollars next year, so everybody expects Bo Jack to be back. I expect Bo Jack to be back. Uh, but I, I, I'm not as quite as confident as everybody else. I do wonder how creative uh, Ryan Poles is going to get this offseason with with the roster. But I would expect that uh, Eddie Eddie will be there. Um, so anyway, we'll see. Uh, Nick, 
Where are you going to be watching the games on Sunday? What's the plan? Are you going to be on the homestead? Are you going to be out drinking at Goose Island? Are you going to the brewery? What do we got? I am going to one of my buddies' place in Chicago. We're former Iowa Hawkeyes all getting together, watching the football games, and just having a good old time. Um, what about you, Mark? What do you, what do you got planned? Uh, I don't have any friends. I'll be at home by myself <laughs> with, with Poppy the Puppy. Uh, nobody invites me anywhere, which probably doesn't surprise a whole lot of people. Lawrence, you got any friends, or will you be doing uh, family time? I haven't time? decided yet. I'm uh, trying to get out of the house, to be honest, because <laughs> – you know, with a six-year-old trying to watch football all day, it's like, but I want the TV, and we're a one-TV family, so that's mm. – I got to find somewhere to go. You're a one-TV family. What yeah. a, what yeah, a great household. Yeah. We're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing this. There's other screens, by the way, if we want to uh, – yeah, I got it. I like that parenting. That's excellent parenting, A+. Uh, all right. Well, hey, this was a super fun uh, – thank you for letting me pop in on the Friday show, Nick, uh, as we switch things around a little bit this week. I know that uh, – Normally, this is will time. So, uh, but as things were, I got to sit here. So, thank you for accommodating my brother. Thank you for, for being here, Mark. It was a great show. Hopefully, everyone who watched and listened will enjoy it too. But we'll be back all next week. And Mark hinted at it earlier in the show. It's going to be a little bit of a different schedule with the Senior Bowl going on. So, I think it's at six o'clock. We're, we're planning on going live for the CHGO Bears podcast. You'll get um, that's news to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep, all week. Tuesday, yeah, Wednesday, so, Thursday, I think. Yeah, because uh, the practices don't line up really well where I can get on, and that—that's kind of how we're doing it. Got to know what's happening with Luke Getzey's squad. What's happening with the Senior Bowl players? Got to share that information with with everybody who listens at CHGO. Okay. Stetson Bennett. Mm. Stetson Bennett. All right, Poppy the puppy got excited on that one. We're gonna go for a walk. <laughs> Everybody have a great weekend out there. Enjoy your NFC-AFC championship game. Thank you for watching. Hit that like button on the way out and tell a friend about CHGO. We will see you on the Bears podcast on Monday. Go Arsenal.